Tonight on the ABC Saturday movie, the government couldn't kill him. I'm going to show you some pictures. Are they of you? No. Good. The network couldn't cancel him. Tell me what frightens you. Besides the Fox network? Now, Alf is back. How do you feel about dating outside of your species? In the all-new Grade A film, the government doesn't want you to see. You're jerking my chain. Martin Sheen, Ray Walston, and Miguel Ferrer in Project Alf. Any chance of getting a cappuccino? Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew. I'm Mark. And you are listening to TV Movie Night, your only place for television movies at night on the radio in a podcast. In debate form. Yes. On the internet. Yes. Is there any other caveats there? Uh, Starring Andrew and Mark. That's right. Yes. If you so, want anything else, sure, you have other options. There are other options out there, but uh, it's... The, the only one that checks off all those boxes. The, well, it's the best one. Because well. I've, I've heard the other one. Not great. Right. We got a lot of... We got a... We got a competition in all of those boxes. Right. It's a really upsetting podcast. They have a lot of strong views on dual. Well, they're wrong. Well, I'm that's certain. the thing. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll fight them. I'll yeah. fight them right now, Mark. I, th- I think Sugarland Express was a better movie You're than like, Duel. What, what the fuck? fuck? Yeah, that's uh, upsetting is what it yeah, is. So upsetting. if you want an upsetting podcast starring Andrew and Mark about TV movies Please. at okay. night on the radio in podcast form on the internet, go listen to the other one. With at least twice as much Jefferson impersonations. Yeah, which I feel like that's a well they go to a little bit a too little often. Too but you're listening to TV Movie Night. We thank you so much for it. Yes, thank you for joining us again. This is our second week in the new format in what, on our new feed. In new f- New Hopefully format. you found us. Hopefully, I've uh, I've just been leaving uh, little cards around that just have our that just say TV movie night. Yeah, I've but been. I, I didn't put the I didn't put the the website or anything on it. I I think people just assume that the child has lost all of his party invitations. No, I print out a whole thing about how they could find us, and then I slip it under people's windshields hmm. uh, when they're parked on streets that have street cleaning. Oh. And then I just watch as they think that they got a ticket. People run back and then they Look, go. and then they get pissed off and just trash that because they're already mad because they thought they got a ticket. I thought they'd be excited that they didn't get a ticket. That they got invited to a TV movie right. night? It hasn't happened yet. Well, well, it's, it, it's we've only been here a week, all right? right. That's right. Uh, our new feed at uh, soundcloud.com backslash TV movie night podcast. You know, yeah, yeah. It's just easy so to tight. remember. It's so tight. Easy to remember. Our uh, our past episodes are also up there. So if you want a chance to relive memories of the day after, uh, Killdozer, forty four minutes, the North Hollywood shootout, cocaine, one, one man seduction, seduction, and any others that we recorded a handful of years ago, you can obviously do that. It's going to be great. We're going to have a great time, Mark. Yes. How have you been? Andrew, I have a hot take. Hot take? Oh. I warned you yesterday. Hit the siren. Hit the siren. 
We don't. We don't have the siren. Well, uh, okay. Then just put a lighter under the uh, smoke alarm. That should work. Well, that's. It's gonna take a couple minutes. Okay. All right. Well, uh, give, well, give okay. us. Put a new battery in it then. Yeah, it's been and chirping then, a while. All right, forget it. Fine, we'll do it later. Well, well now it's chirping. Just <sighs> rip it. Just rip it off the wall. Just uh, okay. All right. Hot take alert. Here it comes. All right. I'm. I'm very excited. I've. I've strapped myself in. I've tied myself down. I'm ex- I'm expecting to be blown away. Andrew, what I do tried, we got? I tried to warn you yesterday. I gave you ample time. I know. I, to to just be ready for the hot take that's coming your I, way. I called my insurance company and I said I could be missing limbs after tomorrow, being blown away by this hot take. HBO's The Deuce. Okay, I uh, I know the billboard is a TV show. That is a TV show. It's Second a, season. It's about like pornography, basically. Okay. So, I'm watching, I watched season one of The Deuce. It's executive produced by David Simon. So, it's a follow-up to Entreme, right? Yes. Follow-up to The Wire, Entreme. Mm-hmm. It's about... Uh, about an hour long. <laughs> sex workers in 1970s New York. Yes. Okay. Has like, conservatively, I would say 15... Main cast members, two of them are James Franco, so enjoy. <laughs> so we all we all enjoy that. that. Uh, first season takes place in 1971. Mm-hmm. Second season takes place in 1977. Okay, why? Six years later, no idea. Third season, 1973. We're why jumping, We're jumping around in space for all I know. <laughs> Anyways, 1873. Yeah, ooh. Yeah, think about it. Huh? Huh? You know? That would suck. So, I'm on the fence about this show to begin with, right? I'm watching a mo- one of the most recent episodes. This was probably three weeks ago at the time that we aired this. But, one of the characters, who's a former sex worker, and now adult film actress, gets nominated for an award... For like their version of AVN or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she comes out to the coast to have a great <laughs> have, time. Have a couple of laughs. A couple of laughs. She's at the award ceremony, right? Yes. And as she is walking through the like lobby or whatever, she passes by a ditzy blonde character unnamed. Mm-hmm. We will never see this person again. This ditzy blonde is being interviewed, and she says. Again, it's the only point of this scene is girl needs to get from here to there. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. So she's walking. We hear, we overhear the ditzy blonde as she says, "Uh, yeah, my next project is a parody version of Westworld, but instead of cowboys and Indians, it's just sex robots. But it's really good." Mm-hmm. Now you tell me, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Is there any way to interpret this scene other than David Simon taking a huge shot at HBO's other show, Westworld, which is about sex robots? Um, I I feel like you know maybe maybe. What do you they, mean maybe? Maybe they wrote it before Westworld became a big deal. I don't know. Westworld. Season one of Westworld was like three and a half years ago. 
Yeah, maybe David Simon's had this in the can. You know, oh, yeah. Since the he wire. Just, he just wanted to <laughs> pull out this joke about how his show. I, I hate it. I hated this joke so much. And the flames on the sides of your face. That it has completely turned me off to the to the dudes. The, the complete. I don't think I'm going to watch the show anymore. Oh, my God. Well. Because it seems to me nothing more than like David Simon's sour grapes about how there is a much more well-known series on HBO but mm-hmm. that is much more well-respected, much more highly regarded, and much more firmly seated in the zeitgeist than, the than his piece of shit, oh. The Deuce. And so he's like, well, isn't Westworld just like a porn parody of a Michael Crichton book? And it's like, well, I guess if you're an idiot, mm-hmm. sure, I guess it is. They're punching up at least. So I guess there's that. Yeah. But I don't like that it's another HBO series that he's just like, go fuck them, right? Well, I already don't like David Simon because he seems like a self-righteous asshole. mm -hmm. Would you rather it have been something like, uh, yeah, it's it's like a raunchy comedy about like a frat house or something. And then one of the reporters leans over to the other person is like, that'll never work. Would you rather it have been that? No. I hate all those kinds of yeah, jokes. Yeah, exactly. I hate all those types of jokes. Like on the like in Titanic? Yes. When they're Picasso, talking about Exactly. He'll never take off. And it's like, well, the guy's gonna fucking die on this boat. And then everyone leans right? back like it's he's wrong. I know I, I know what Picasso, I know Picasso. That's I that's I, he's wrong. You see you see Picasso is a popular, famous artist. I couldn't tell you anything about him. I'm just sitting here in this movie theater, but I need to feel superior to this made-up character. That's right. Fuck you, Billy Zane. Yeah. <laughs> you dumb idiot. You drowned dumb idiot. I think he survives. Oh. Go back to being the Phantom. Yeah. Remember the Phantom? What? Who strikes hearts? S- slam evil. <laughs> He's got that ring. <laughs> what the poster said. It said slam evil. I, well... I would love to slam evil. So Andrew doesn't seem as upset about this dumb joke as I, I am. You, but I'm everyone, furious about Everyone it. is always so excited and upset about HBO dramas. I don't have cable. I have to watch television movies on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, I don't know. I, I get it. I hear what you're saying. It's like, why even mention it? Was Yeah, why be shitty about it? Like, it all seems to exist for this one purpose. I feel like that got a laugh in the screening, and then they were like, should we take it out? And he's like, no, no. fuck it. We're going to leave pay, it in. Pay that actress to we're say We're going to leave line. it in. We're going to leave it in. Fuck it. Because they could easily have just been like, all right, and then we just, we don't hear it. We dip the audio, or we just cut that part out. We just see your no, land, Yeah, the and that's whole it. scene exists so that they could take a big shit on Westworld, and... I'm not even that. It made me hate the deuce and love Westworld more is what that line did. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Mark. That's uh, hot takes. With hot you. takes. Yeah. How are we doing on that uh, I wish. Sm- smoke alarm? We broke the smoke alarm. So okay, got that going for us. Great. Mark, we're not talking about stupid the deuce. We're not talking about HBO. We're talking about important things. Television movie night. TV movie night. Yes, you look confused. No, like, I don't. I don't know what that. Show I don't know is. where the segue is going. <laughs> We're talking about our movie today, Mark. Right now, Andrew, what did we watch this week? This week, 
Mark, we watched an incredible Jeez. banger. Andrew has an incredible pile of notes here. We have an we have an incredible banger of a movie entitled Project Alf. Yeah. Project Alf. Alf. Mark, what do you know about Alf? Alf Mainly what I know about Alf is that he's back and in Pog form. All right, um, that's one that is one thing, yes. Alf was a TV series on I want to say NBC. Correct. Uh it was about a alien who lives with a family. The alien is played by a puppet and, and sometimes sometimes it's a little person in a suit. Yes. But generally it's a puppet. Mhm. Alf uh doesn't understand our human ways, but he's also kind of a um He's not like a crazy spaceman. Like, I guess he does understand. He understands our ways a little too well. Maybe, I guess, is what I knew about Alf. Yeah. He's, you know, he's a crazy wild guy. Uh, and he's like a furry puppet. Yeah. Well, that's that you're you're right around there. Well, I'm going to educate you. Okay. Teach me. Teach, teach me. me Alf. Teach you the ways of Alf. Okay. In a segment we oh, call. Hang on. Alf stands for alien life form. Yes. I know. All right. Okay. All right. Well, then cancel the segment. That's all I was going to teach you. (laughs) There's a picture of Eminem holding a cake or Marshall Mathers is a teenager and he has an Alf shirt. shirt. Yes. That all I also know. Well, all right. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Throwing his notebook in a trash can. We're going to come to a segment entitled, What Do You Know About Alf? Mark, you are correct. Alf stands for alien life form. What is Alf's real name? Does he have one? He does have one. I know he's from the planet Melmac. He is from the planet Melmac. His name is Gordon Shumway, Mark. Okay. Isn't that um Isn't that Sting's real name? Uh is it? I think it might be. So uh Alf premiered in nineteen eighty six on NBC, created by Paul Fusco, Fusco, excuse me, Paul Fusco, who uh, created ALF. He's also the voice of ALF. He's the puppeteer of ALF. It's a whole thing. He's basically a cottage ALF industry. Yeah. ALF crash lands on Earth. He starts to live with the Tanner family. Not the one I'm thinking of. Not Danny Tanner, not from Full House. The Tanner family. And he starts to learn the ways of, uh, of humans while he's, because he's crash landed, because Melmac exploded, right? Because of environmental issues, Mark. Topical. Alf loves to eat cats. Alf loves to eat. He loves to eat, but specifically, he likes to eat cats. Yes. And he uh, is kind of a loud mouth. He's sarcastic. He's right. Fluent in pop culture. Sometimes he looks like a little person wearing a big fur suit. Sometimes. Other times he just stands behind a couch right. or a like a bar. Yeah. Or a countertop and uh, a looks a little table. bit more expressive because of right. that. Alf ran for four seasons on NBC. So it was on until 1990. 1990. What year did Project Alf come out? 1996. So after six years of salivating... So here's what happened at the end of ALF. I don't know if you're as familiar with it as I am, because obviously we, we both watched the finale yeah, of ALF. ALF. I mean, it's at like least, it's it's, it's uh, goodbye and good luck. It's uh, the end of Cheers mm-hmm. and uh, the finale of ALF. I right. mean, those are the These three are, big finales. Right. Uh, ALF 
it gets a message that other cast, other uh, people that have left Melmac, other castaways, they uh, they want to meet up with Alf and try and find a new Melmac somewhere out in the universe. So okay. he goes out, he leaves the Tanners, they go out into the woods. The end of season four ends with Alf being captured by the government. Right. And then a big to be continued sign flashes at the end of the at the end of the episode with the thinking that season five would involve him living on the military base and dealing with all that stuff. Mm. The finale airs, NBC cancels the show. Right. So this cliffhanger never gets resolved. Until. Until now. February 17th, 1996, when Project ALF airs not on NBC, but on ABC, the American Broadcasting Company, deciding 1996 sweeps, that's the time to bring back ALF. People need to know. They need to finish. They need to know. Because... Kids have been sitting there for six years now, right? Crying Debating. at the thought that that Alf was just gunned down was by he, the was he United gunned States down? Government. Was he dissected? We don't know. Was he cut into thin little pieces and studied under a microscope? This is mostly what the movie is: is him yes. being dissected. It's shot like, it's over that and Fox over again. Fox movie where they uh, the alien autopsy. Yeah. Project Alf uh, is is that TV movie? Is that follow up? Is that ninety minutes of of closure, knowing what the fuck happened to Alf? Thank God. Thank God. Project Alf was written by Paul Fusco and Tom Pratchett. Tom Pratchett is the executive producer of Alf, as well. Great minds. T- Paul Fusco, obviously the voice. Is Alf, the voice of Alf. Should have said written by Alf. Yeah, like he's doing his uh, yeah. own thing. That would have been good. Alf got writing credit. He, oh, good for, good him. for him. Good for him. And uh, directed by Dick Lowry, who you might know as uh, the director more... of Smokey and the Bandit 3. Part 3. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Smokey is the Bandit. <laughs> more like um, Dick Lousy. Aww. Because... That's this movie nice. sucks. Oh, don't don't say that. The people the people want to be surprised. All right, fine. Project Alf though, uh, airing in 1996. Mark, what do we know about 1996? What do Andrew. you remember about 1996? Big year. Big, Big year. year. We were very. Um, we were months away from Murder in a Small Town airing. Uh. Yes. Okay. I hear, I hear what you're saying. Murder uh, in a college town. Murder in a college town. Sure. Not to be confused with uh, murder in small town X. Is that what you're going right. for? Which is what we'll be watching next. Yes. Week. That entire reality show. Um. Titanic was number one at the box office. Mm, no. Oh. Here's your top. Here's your top movie makers for 1996. All right, you ready? And this is why I think this thing. Well, I guess it wouldn't have come out yet, but I, I feel like there was a, an appetite for it, just like silly space stuff. Okay. Independence Day. Wonderful. Film. Is your top gross getter of 1996? Twister, Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire, Ransom. Give me back my son. 101 Dalmatians. I think it's 101 Dalmatians. I thought oh, sure. that's a class. Woof uh, woof. I took uh I took one on one I took one on one Dalmatians. <laughs> I got uh, spots, that's all I learned. But you wanna uh you wanna get Sheehan as the professor, he doesn't make you buy the book. Oh good. Uh The Rock, the Nutty Professor, the Birdcage, A Time to Kill, First Wives Club, Phenomenon, Scream, Eraser, 
Hunchback of Notre Dame. So a lot of like, you know, fantastical movies. Sure, like Eraser, your luggage. Uh, he uh, says to the alligator after he shoots it. Oh. But it's okay. It's a big CG alligator. Oh, well, <laughs> that's like fine. Shit. Uh, and then TV-wise, we have ER, Seinfeld, Suddenly Susan, Friends, The Naked Truth. And Project uh, Alf. Uh, best comedy is Frasier that year. Sure. Best drama, Law and Order. NBC sitting high on the hog. Yeah. Apparently, they didn't feel like... Uh, we they don't need Alf. We don't need Alf. You can have him. Screw him. Mark, uh, the the cost of a uh, the the cost of a first class stamp in 1996 twenty two cents. No, come on, you know what the answer is thirty two cents. Okay, I feel like when people say when people try and like name check like what the price of something is, I think they instinctively pick 1996 prices. Why? I don't know. There's just something about it that people are like, yeah, yeah, a, a gallon of gas should cost a buck twenty three. Sure. That feels right. You know, and people are like, $4? Like, it's been $4 for like six years yeah, now. deal with it. I don't know why you're so surprised by this. Gallon of milk, three thirty. Dozen eggs, $1.31. And uh, unemployment at 5.6%. Our population here in these United States, 265 million. Not enough. We need more. More Americans. We're 40 million short at this point. We're 300, 300 million people, Mark. Yeah. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people in this country. We got a lot of space. I don't know if you knew that. We Speaking do. Speaking of space, we're talking Project ALF. Yes. <laughs> Good segue. Okay, so here's, we're going to open up Project ALF. Here's how it starts, okay? You ready? Mm-hmm. You ready? Mm-hmm. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. We cut, we open to a dirt and dusty, dusty road around the desert. No? Oh. We start with stars. That's right. Stars. The infinite void. That's right. A pale blue marble. Then? We live here. The stars begin to shudder and fade and fade out and are replaced with headlights coming right at Ooh, us. Ooh, good cross cut. Yeah. Barreling down a dirty, dirty highway. That's right. They a, pull into a hangar. A caravan of military cars and trucks have pulled into a hangar. Edwards Air Force Base which I assume is just the the stand in the middle of the desert like it is on the uh, on the movie. Yes. Right? That's just one one uh uh one security checkpoint and then yeah, that's it. Just one tur- one cross buck and they're like, "Yeah, yeah come on in. You're good." So uh Edwards Edwin Edmonds. 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 Edwards is the real one. That's correct. Edmonds Air Force Base out here in the desert. It turns out that this caravan is a collection of government officials, uh generals and senators and council people uh, scientists all doctors. coming all coming together to discuss the alien task force and what's the matter at hand it's that they've captured alf the matter at hand is that their initials are the same as alcohol tobacco firearms well i when when We're elvis talk said about when it. elvis said he wanted to be an atf alien task he wanted force. to be part of the alien task yeah. force Gave Nixon a gun. <laughs> Nixon shook his hand, and they took the weirdest picture ever. There's a movie about it now. You know this? Yes. Michael Shannon's in it. Yes, it was on Amazon. So uh, they are discussing what's what to do, what to do, what to do with Alf. Right. On one hand, you have Martin Sheen, Post- General Martin Sheen. Yes. Post-Apocalypse Now, pre 
West Wing. Yes, just about. Yeah, West Wing would have probably is probably five years, four years off. Okay. At this point, I think West Wing was in two thousand. Sure. So, uh, general so he's available. General Martin Sheen and his assistant. They feel that Alf is a menace. Must be destroyed. Must be destroyed. Dissected and destroyed. Meanwhile, on the other side, we have two general. We have a major and a sergeant, Mulliken and Hill. Right. They feel they need to uh, protect Alf. Study Alf. Study Alf. He's a know nice, him better. He's a nice guy. He's he needs to be protected, and in fact, he might even need to be released. Like, right. why do we need to keep him? He's not a threat to anybody. Andrew, did you recognize these actors? I did recognize these actors. What did you recognize them from? I recognized them from Home Improvement. Oh, really? Yes. These two play uh, Tim's brother and sister-in-law. They're married on Home Improvement. Oh. And they play Tim the Toolman Taylor's brother. Was that before or after this? sister-in-law. That would have been during this. Oh, so they were like, you guys want to come over here? We got a thing going on. chemistry. We got Martin Sheen. Yeah. Mulliken is the man. Hill is the woman. Right. Where did you recognize these two from? The guy is uh, Pete Deadmeat Thompson from Hot Shots. Uh Uh-huh. And the lady is the central protagonist of Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Hmm. Well, so that's how I recognize them. Well, Martin Sheen obviously was also in in he was in Part Due, right? He was in yes, Hot Shots Part Due, playing himself mm-hmm. from Apocalypse. Apocalypse now. now. He passes Mart his son on another boat going the opposite direction, and they point at each other and say, "I loved you in Wall Street." <laughs> it's good. It's good. Good. That's why Part Two is the superior film. That's right. Everybody agrees. Ryan every, Stiles. Every, yes, everybody agrees. So that's so that's the conceit here. With the military is need, trying to figure out what they need to do with Alf. This is kind of like a if you have never seen a little bit of Alf, a refresher. If you've never seen Alf, this is how it ends. They met. They very briefly mentioned the Tanner family. They're saying that Alf lived with the Tanners for four years, but now they have been uh, sent to Iceland. Right. And they, they say, couldn't we have talked to the Tanner family? And Martin Sheen says, bad cell, bad phone reception in Reykjavik, which it's like. That's a major metropolitan that's, yeah, city. Yeah, that's a major city. That's like saying <laughs> bad phone reception in Seattle. Because uh, the joke be like, is like Siberia. Yeah. If he had said Siberia. You're like, okay. Okay. But they, they pick like. Isn't Reykjavik the biggest city in Iceland? It's and the Iceland, capital. Yeah, and Iceland is very, yeah, it's very m- and, modern. Modern. It's weird, but whatever. Fucking. They're like, yeah, I can't. He killed them, right? What if? Yeah, you have to assume they're just dead. What if? What if they did have bad reception there? Like, hello, hello. It's, it's, I can't. It's the mountain. Stand over. You have to. It's well. It's like in Hawaii that there's terrible reception in parts of Hawaii. Yeah. So the Tanner family is very briefly name checked here, but we will, but they not, will not, we be here. not. They are they are not confirmed for this movie. If you, if you tuned in saying, "I want to see what happened to the dad," I want to see Willie. I want to see everybody. I want to see the son. Right. I want to see the cat. I'm sorry to say, Sour news. They are not here. We got Alf. You came for Alf. You're getting. You're Alf. getting Alf. It's not Project Tanner. It's right. Project Alf. Uh, so they decide to show some footage. That's been taking place over the past six years from right. 1990 to 1996. Terrible, to, terrible footage. 
what kind of experiments they've been doing with Alf. And this is like 10 minutes yeah. of really lame jokes. Uh, Toluca Lake's own Ed Bagley Jr. Ed Bagley is Jr. is there. Uh, he was the... Uh, For three minutes, maybe? Yes. And he's like build in the trailer, all sorts of stuff. But yeah. he uh, plays a doctor that gets immediately electrocuted. Right. And the rest of the footage that they show is Alf being very hung up on the fact that this man was electrocuted. Right, in front of him. He brings it up to several different people, including um, uh, the the Mac from Night Court. Yeah, Mac also there. plays a, uh, a also doctor. plays a doctor. Plus, the uh, assistant from Major Dad is there. She also plays a doctor. Mm-hmm. And her character's name is like... Major Carnage. That's right. It was practically Major Ballbuster. That's right. And, and uh, Alf makes a some wonderfully topical... Don't ask, don't, don't tell, tell jokes. Uh, which upset her so much that she drives him into a wall. Yes. So every time... But there is one good joke. There is one good joke in this. Okay. All right. Well... When she says, I want to show you some pictures. And he says, are they of you? And she says, no. And he says, should be fine. <laughs> So every time Alf that's, says, that's, that's, that's a, it's fine. It's all right. That's where the bar's set. Yeah. Uh, every time Alf says something shitty to the point that uh, the scientists really don't like it, then we hard cut to Alf doing some kind of centrifuge test or cra- being a crash test dummy and something. Right. And that's that's 10 minutes that's of this. That's 10 minutes of that's this That's 10 show. minutes. So yeah, I have to think that they wrote a bunch of gags and they're like, this will be great. And this is like the start of this movie, and it just grinds it to a halt. Right. But it's just, I guess it's just to show you, this is what Alf is. He's sarcastic. Yes. He uh, It worked in that way, that he's like an, he's Triumph the Insult comedy dog without teeth. And he also name checks like every kind of pop culture thing. He references hard copy. Yes. Marion Barry. Oh my God. That was, that was... The biggest cringe. The Fox Network. Right? The Marion Barry joke. There's That's what they said to Marion Barry. There's a, there's like, a, oh, a Pepsi challenge joke in there. Terrible. There's a boner joke. Was there? He goes, um, he goes, I have to ask you a question. Is the thing about saltpeter true? Because I've been having difficulty maintaining, and then the thing cuts out. Oh, is saltpeter supposed to give it's you a, a uh, it's No, it's... it's the rumor is, is that they put saltpeter in the food in the army to try and lower sexual appetite, to kill libido. So he says, well, I've been having difficulty maintaining. You're assuming he's going to say an erection. Right. And then he makes that joke again later. Yes, he, he, says, he also the hold the saltpeter. And I don't, I, I don't know. I had no idea. It's uh, supposedly they put it in food too lower the libido okay that's always been the rumor unless i'm unless i've just made that up and i'm i'm reading into hey, something you you and alf would know look i <laughs> you're I, my most trusted sources on salt peter salt peter uh so the um the 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 assembly there has decides well we're gonna we're not gonna release alf Testing on Alf is going to is restricted. You need to stop testing on Alf until we figure out what to do with them. Right. So it seems like it's a it's a split. It's like, well, wait and see. We'd prefer him to be released, but at least he's not being tested on. Martin Sheen's well, we prefer him to be tested on and killed, but at least he's not being released. 
But we cut to Alf in 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 uh, military prison. Right. But it turns out he's living a pretty plush lifestyle. He's having a good time. He's gambling. He's playing poker. He's in charge. He's he taking owes, money from people. Owes everyone owes him a bunch of of money. Right. Uh, which this is weird, right? Yes. Like, I get the joke. It's like Alf is a wheeler and a dealer. He's likable. He's likable. But they've given him his own like space. He's got like a bar and a popcorn machine right. and a big bed and a poker table and a roulette wheel and all sorts of stuff and. I I don't I I don't know why cuz he just, won it all. Is that it? Yeah. So he's just like you think that he originally he was just sitting in a jail cell and then he's like, "Hey, bud, you got some cards? You want to you want to you want to see a card trick?" Right. And they said that's what they said to Mary and, and Barry. Barry. <laughs> Jesus like, Christ. Oh, okay. All right. This is a kids show, right? Uh, that's, this is, this is the thing that I, I continually would go back to is that the, I thought the idea of this was that it was supposed to be like a fun, funny kids family film. Right. But there's a lot of stuff in this where you're like, you know, you make that kind of noise. Yeah. That noise. Like a, like a drill. Mm -hmm. So, um, your neighbors were like, he's. Can't find the studs in the wall. No, that doesn't sound right. No, no, stuck. That's it. Okay, got it, got it. Uh, all right, so Alf is he's so he's not being necessarily uh, tortured, but for he, now he's in he's still in custody, but he's got his friends there in the army. Right, but also these guys owe him money, so they want to be polite to him. Martin Sheen. Uh, Late then we cut to a scene. Martin Sheen tells why he doesn't like Alf. Because he has no direct relationship well, this is, with Alf. This, we this don't is get this so, until this is odd. Like Act Eleven is when we find out that Martin Sheen's mother, mother, mother said that she saw an alien, went crazy, and then killed herself. Killed herself. But before she killed herself, she left a, a very uh, odd message that Martin Sheen says. Is also the same message that they found on like the mountains of Peru, and the. Uh, Do we get payoff with this? No, I thought because you would think that he would show Alf yes the thing, yes. and then Alf would read it, and he'd, and he'd be say, like, "It says we come in peace," or it's not like some. There's some joke there. I love it's, it's you. A, it's a fortune cookie. Yeah, you know, it's like it says, uh, uh, "Man who fart in church sit in own pew." Oh God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that. No, we it, Martin. But Sheen, instead, we never find out what the writing is. Martin Sheen says that his mother went crazy before she killed herself. She wrote down some mysterious message, and Martin Sheen is convinced that that message is something sinister. So they have to kill Alf. Right. So he convinces his second in command to forge a doctor's note to make sure that Alf gets tested for some kind of serum that's going to end up killing him. Right. Uh, Meanwhile, our doctor characters realize this because somebody signed out this experimental drug serum mm -hmm. that they know is deadly, and somebody has signed Alf to miss his pedicure, pedicure or whatever. So they put it together. Meanwhile, we find out that there's sexual tension between Hill and Mulligan. Hill and Mulligan, uh, and that's going to develop on its own for 
two and a half hours it's going to seem like it takes for these two to bone down. So uh, Mulliken and Hill decide, well, we have to protect Alf. Right. They're going to kill him in like six hours. We have to go to Alf. We have to get him. We have to somehow escape with him off the base. Why? I don't know. He's kind of shitty. Right. He's selfish. He's an asshole. He's gets into trouble. And I feel like he gets into, he's more shitty here than he is on the TV show. Well. Where like. Um, he liked the Tanners. Well, the thing, well. He doesn't like these assholes. But it, it's sometimes it's like he does, if Alf does something selfish or dumb on the TV show, usually there's a moment where he makes it better right. or he tries to fix it. We don't get any of that here. Nope. He's a dick mm-hmm. and he's like an unfunny prick. And then we, and then there's no like. But he's an alien. Yes, but usually, so in my mind, there's a moment where he like rubs everyone the wrong way. Then there's a come come around moment where he he realizes that they are well intentioned, and he needs to do something to fix it. If that involves sacrificing himself and right. save them, or uh, somehow convincing somebody to do something that he wouldn't have normally done, but he grows to like these people, that never happens. And I don't know if it's just like that's the uh, I mean, we're hitting the mid '90s, so there is a bit more of uh, cynicism in our in our pop culture. Yes, and Alf is is like Alf is a cynical character for sure, but it's it's confusing to me the structure of this movie, and uh, there's a fundamental issues that I have with it, where there's a lot of shit being thrown around here, none of it's terribly good. No, and it just kind of goes. Yes. But we'll get to it. Okay. So they decide, they go up to Alf and they tell him, we got to go, man. They're going to kill you. And he's like, well, what about all my stuff? Everyone owes me money. And they're like, it's your money or your... He, make, he makes a Jack they Benny. Make a, they do a specific Jack Benny thing where they say, well, it's your money or your life. And then Alf makes a very, very deliberate uh, hand Benny, on face, hand on face, Jack Benny look. And then there's a beat, and they say, well, he says, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And that is that is like that is a 100% Jack Benny yes. joke. So they decide to hit him up with a sedative, put him in a mailbag, and sneak him out through a uh, uh, in a, uh, a military just van. Out the front door, basically. Just to, they sneak him out. And so... Now it's a now it's a caper film. They're they're on the they're on, on the, the run. run. It's a chase film. But like, and then you think because in my mind you're like, okay, that could be fun. Yes, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Like, yes, th- there's a lot. The Blues Brothers. There's a lot of fun things that can happen. Right. There's a lot of there's a lot of setting up in this movie, and then terrible delivery because they're like, now we're on the run. And I'm like, okay, cool. All right, here we go. It, the, so end, then, of, end of Act One. Right. They've escaped the base. Now they're on the run, and you're thinking, okay, they're gonna. There's gonna be some kind of crazy chase through like a mall, right. maybe. No, or... they end up at the hotel from Glow, <laughs> and then uh, they're like, all right, we're gonna hang out in the hotel, and they do. <laughs> yes. So they, Alf is. Well, I mean, I guess it's tough because it's like you some you have to build yourself around Alf as a as a puppet you don't he's not an actor in that you can put him in a big space but the fucking muppets can do it yeah no the big issue with this movie uh, you were hitting on it earlier or one of the main issues from a story standpoint is the main character is supposed to be alf 
But Alf doesn't do anything. No. Everything happens to Alf. So then you're like, okay, so the main character is the dude. Mulliken. Mulliken and Sword of Hill. Mm -hmm. But then he only does what Alf tells him to do, which is go get me some fucking food. Yes. It, it, there's, it's, so there's no it's an, real advancing the, of the plot I know, it's, throughout it's the just entire kind of, thing. It just kind of sits there because they go to the hotel. They go to the hotel. The guy says, Alf says, I'm hungry. Go get me some food. Mulliken goes and gets Alf some food. He eats a bunch of food. He gets restless in the hotel and starts jumping around. Then a truck driver shows up. Played by W. Earl Brown, uh, David Milch favorite. He's in uh, NYPD Blue. He's in Deadwood. He's in Lucky. Luck. Luck. Yeah. Lucky was, that Luck was lucky. not lucky. No. Uh, he, hey, who wasn't? <laughs> Those fucking horses. He shows up and he bangs on the door because they're making a bunch of noise. Right. He assumes that Mulliken and Hill are fucking. Right. Which because cool. they're banging on the bed. They hide Alf in the bathroom. He sneaks out through the bathroom window. Right. He then goes to the lobby of the motel, and he meets up with Ray Walston. Right. Who's Ray Walston, Mark? Ray Walston is probably most famous for, well, I don't know if he's most famous for this, but I know him from uh, My Favorite Martian. Yes. Which was a 1960s TV show that my mother liked. Mother. Uh, wherein a guy is a Martian, basically, and he hangs out with this dude. Yes. And he, he to, tells he has to hide out in plain sight. Right. And he tells people that the Martian is his uncle, his eccentric uncle. Yes. But they made a movie about it in nineteen something called My Favorite Martian. My Favorite Martian. I think it was nineteen ninety eight with Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd and Jeff Daniels. Daniels. Yes. And Ray Walston is in it briefly. Yes. Uh so it's a bit of a wink and a nod. One alien talking to another alien. Right. Do you get it? He he's also, actually not bad in this. He's a drunk. He's a drunk. He's, he's fine. A, he's a drunk. And he can't believe that he's talking to Alf, but he assumes that Alf is a wolverine from Michigan. Yes. There because is a, he's a small furry animal that's talking to him. There is, again, a mostly okay joke where he says, you're not from here, are you? And then Alf says, I'm from Minnesota. Minnesota. And then he says, oh, I thought you'd be from much further away. And he says... Michigan? Michigan? Yeah. yeah that's that's it. the ticket. And that but they should have ended on Yeah. But instead the scene goes for another three and a half minutes yes. because uh Alf, Alf need, asks for a coat Alf needs and a, a hat yes. so that he could be a ninja turtle in disguise and no one will notice because once you put on a hat and a coat, no one can notice. No one can notice that well, you're he, a fucking monster. He um he he wants to call the base because the thing he's upset that they've taken him away from all this stuff because right. he doesn't believe that he, they were going to kill him, but he wants all his stuff back because he's selfish. He's a selfish character, right? Which he, is fine. He goes to the payphone and he talks to one of the privates that's there that was guarding him, and there's a very long extended jag. Terrible. Where about an eagle song? About an eagle song. Alf describes himself as standing on the corner in Arizona, and a woman. Driving a flatbed Ford, Ford, slowing down to take a look at me, and you're just like, "What? Okay. Why yeah, I are know we this song. doing this? I know this song, and I don't care." Uh, Alf says, "I'm at this motel. I need you guys to come get me. I'm, I'm, I want my, I want my shit I back. Want, I want my shit back. I want my pinball machine." And then he looks across the street. And sees something called the Kitty Cat Lounge. Right. And assumes a, that it's a restaurant that serves cats. cats. 
Now, now I have a lot of questions about I this. I have a lot of questions about this too. Alf's been on Earth for, at this point for 10 years. Yes. And has to realize that they it, don't eat they cats don't eat on this cats. planet. Nobody eats cats. Nobody cooks cats. Nobody makes cats. People seem to get upset when you do it. Also, if he's name dropping Marion Barry right. and hard copy right. and a bunch of other things that are a bit more illicit, he would, I would assume, know, know what, a strip, what a strip club is. Yes. Instead, he goes over to something called the Kitty Cat Lounge. It's a strip club. Mulliken figures it out, goes over to uh, the, the, Kitty Cat the Kitty Cat Lounge and prevents Alf from getting beaten up or exposed because he tells him we're... We're going to a. Uh, we're going to Mardi, Mardi Gras. Gras. We're in a costume. Alf's in a. He's in a costume, and I'm in my Air Force costume. Right. And uh, it gets him out of trouble there. And it's such. It's so deflating. Right. It's here's, like yes. Here's my issue. Alf goes to a strip club. Is a note you would see on a board, right? Yes. That's you'd a be scene. Like, You're like, all right, we got to write the strip club scene. You'd be like, okay, this could be funny. This could be weird. Alf won't understand what's going on. Or he will, and he'll enjoy it too much, or whatever. What you should see is like, is is a pan, and then he's he like figures it out, and then Mulliken like this is what the shitty version would be. Mulliken walks in, and he's like, "Where the fuck is?" And then he looks over behind the DJ booth. Guess who's doing the DJ patter for the fucking strip club? DJ patter is fucking Alf. Sure, that's fine. So going, uh, hey everybody, welcome to the stage. All right, Sapphire, right. and then go. Girls, girls, girls. Give her the tips. If you're looking at bleep, then you better show some tips. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Sorry. I didn't say send him to a strip club. The board said it. It's, I'm just trying to write strip club. Mulliken, Mulliken has to try and get him out of there before he blows his cover even right. more. Or Alf doesn't like their performances, so he starts teaching the girls how to properly shake their moneymakers. Or he says that they don't deserve, like, he, like, starts... Oh, a, he starts a... a, a he, he makes, makes them unionize? Union. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're working for tips? Come on. He's like, what's the minimum wage here? They're like, no minimum wage. We actually pay for the space on the stage. And he's, like, blown away yeah. by it. Al starts representing them. That's fun. Yes, That's good. They hold okay, up a sign that says union. Yeah, put that on the board. Okay, all right. Put that on the board. All right, I'll start to union. So then Instead, Mulliken it's walks just in like every it's other like scene. everyone, everyone, he, everyone's running out and he thinks, oh my God, they've seen Alf. And he's like, no, I got him to unionize. And then they turn around and there's a picket line outside right. the thing. And then they can then prevent the police from stopping them when they think that there's like, they think they're hot cops coming in to strip at the strip club. They're they scabs. Think they're scabs. This, this is this, good. God damn it. This, this is, is good. Yeah. Think, like, that would at least be something, That's a right? thing, sure. Instead, he comes in and he's like, come on, we got to go. Let's go. Let's go. The bouncer's like, it's a two-drink minimum. He gives them, he gives the, them money, money. And, and then they which, just leave. The worst fucking thing, whenever you're reading something or writing something or watching something, is when they're like, how does he solve this problem? Money. And he just throws money at it, and, and then, then you're they like, walk away. You're like, oh wow, great, how exciting. That's the, my big problem with like the later seasons of uh, Boardwalk Empire and Breaking Bad. That Nucky just comes out and he's like, "All right, here's a bunch of money. Bye, okay, goodbye." And you're, like, and you're like, oh, cool. I'm glad we built up all that tension. Anyways, okay. So, so then they go back. They go back. The police are now at the hotel because they've been called by Ray Walston. 
Right. Alf comes back after the police have left, convinces Ray Walston to give him his pink Cadillac versus the government van that they're driving. Right. And they decide that they escape the hotel in a giant pink Cadillac. Now, this is a scene also more or less lifted from Paper Moon. Okay. Because in Paper Moon, there's this gag where uh, Paper Moon is about con artists. And they have a $20 bill that, or they have a $5 bill that they're trying, or they have a $20 bill and they're trying to pay something and they're trying to break the bill. And with a bunch of smooth talking and back and forth, they managed to get like $25 mm-hmm. when they were supposed to pay $5. Mm-hmm. And that's what he does with the car because Alf, right? Alf was supposed to pay for the pink Cadillac, but instead Ray Walston just gives him the Cadillac in like $500. Yes. So again, lift it out of something better. Well, uh, they so now we uh, we cut to the pink Cadillac driving through the desert while a sound alike of some kind of wonderful plays. This is my new favorite thing is this is is getting <laughs> is getting like music pop, pop music sound alikes. Yeah. And it's this the scene just goes they it's like 60 Alf, 90 seconds of just Alf raps. of yes he does he he does a very terrible rap and uh he's eating bugs in the back seat which is also this is the divide here it's like okay he's eating bugs cuz it's an open top cadillac and like that's kind of like a kid joke sure but it's like compared to we just had the scene where he escaped a strip club I, I don't know. It does. It doesn't. It doesn't Didn't connect. Even it escape. doesn't mesh. Just he walked just walked in, turned around, and left. So they're driving along, and uh, the reason they're driving along, which we keep mentioning it, mentioning it briefly, is that Hill knows a Doctor Moyers, who's apparently some kind of space expert from NASA, right? Who they're gonna go there. That's where they're going, right? He promised to help them through some he... conversation that we never. Right, get a, a, any kind of reference to? We uh, just know that we. But also, that's where he going. knew. They're he knew Doctor Moyer's place. Right. He knew her dad. Right. Yes, that's correct. That's all we know. So we show up at Doctor Moyer's place, and he's got this like very tech heavy for 1996 place, which means it's all like glass, glass and, and 80s stuff. Right. Big electronics and and a sassy talking robot. Sassy talking robot. Which I saw that and I was like, oh, thank God, this movie's saved. Uh, and uh, this is played by Miguel Ferrer. Yes, from RoboCop Twin Peaks and Twin Peaks. RoboCop, Traffic. Yep. Uh, great actor. He's wonderful. Really, just 
fucking up everything in this. Just it, showing up. Mulliken is suspicious, but Hill thinks this guy's all right. In right. fact, they're flirting with each other pretty heavily. Right. And so you don't know if Mulliken is he, mad that she's flirting. Exactly. Or if he legitimately believes something is suspicious. Right. So um, Alf is easily bought over. Sure. He's got stuff. The guy's got stuff. The guy's got money. The guy's got food. And he's got a hot blonde assistant. He's got a sexy assistant named Nina. Right. Which, again, I thought was going to go in a different direction. Because the way that... that Because you get the idea that Dr. Moyers is a weird guy. Yes. And he's like he's living in this like very tech-heavy location out in the in the desert in the middle of nowhere i thought nina was a robot that's what i thought either that or i thought she was an alien i yes. thought somehow he had already discovered that she was an alien and that there was going to be some kind of thing right that never ever revealed no. never happened she's just a sexy she's lady a sweet or a, she's french she has an accent she has an accent and she alf wants to do her yes and he makes it very clear sexually harasses her yeah throughout the Gropes whole thing her. he basically says but, uh because it's the 90s, she's into it. It's a very Spuds McKenzie like. Yeah. Oh yeah, women love weird, we- weird, long snouted animal, animal things. Flirting with them, right. he says. Uh, the robot says, "I will, I will get a vacuum for all the food that you've eaten." And Alf says, "Well, you'll need to vacuum my lap so Nina has a place to sit." Hilarious. Do you get it? Hilarious. Boner stuff. Boing. Uh. Alf then, in the middle of the night, realizes that he needs to send an email to the private back at the base. Right. And so he wakes up Mulliken to help him on the computer. Log on to the internet. Get on the internet and send him a message. Uh, Mulliken says, okay. And while they're farting around on this computer, something called Operation Payback shows oh, up. Oh, yeah. Which is... It's, it, Apparently, it, it's his wallpaper. I guess. It's a screensaver that just kind of yeah. comes up, and he's like... All of these dollar amounts start appearing on the screen. Uh, Miguel Ferrer shows up and he's like, "You boys having any trouble in here? Right. What's going on?" And, and he like, mentions oh, that well, when they wanna... turn on the computer, yes. his security cameras automatically turn on. Which my thought is, why would you mention that? Well, my thought is just leave the security cameras on. Yeah. Well, they got they're made, they they're not made of tape, all right. <laughs> You reuse the tapes for Christ's well, sake. Well, no, you want to save them. But oh, also, yeah, I, it's, I need everyone. It would, but does that mean that he was like sitting in his control room, like staring at blank monitors, and no. then one of them just no, he was, on? No, he was in his room. He was in his bedroom, and he was asleep. And the monitor wall, the TV turned on, and that woke him up. Oh, that's. I think that's a big leap of logic. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. There's that, something. Spe- I'm sorry that I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Well, he said he says specifically that Project Alf movie. that it starts recording when that happens. Yes. So um, then, so everyone goes to bed. Rick decide Rick Mulliken yes. Mulliken decides to leave in the middle of the night because the the military is hot on their trail as right. well. Mulliken decides to leave in the little middle of the night and call back to the base to talk to his assistant calling from a diner payphone. Right. Then um, he wants to look up something called the Lobo incident, which I feel like there's a scene missing here yes. where... Because they mentioned the Lobo incident before, that that's what disgraced Miguel Farrar, and then Magar- Miguel Farrar says that the Lobo incident was the biggest lie perpetrated but on we, America. We never, we never see... this is before September 11th. Oh. God damn it. We never see that scene where 
um, Mulliken gets this information. Right. He just kind of has it. Right. And then we also don't. It, it's 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 weird that he's like, why would you name check this? But you don't know any more information about it. So he calls his assistant right. to look up the Lobo information. Hey, I just called this guy out on something that I don't know anything about. Can you help me out? Well, it, and then um, meanwhile, Mulliken wants to not Mulliken. Uh, Miguel Ferrer wants to reveal Alf to the world at large. He wants to prove that. It's like you can't kill him if people know what he, that he's here. He's a thing. He's a thing. It's it would be inhumane for the government to then chase him down and if, kill him if it's been revealed. So he's set up a a, a international uh, broadcast broadcast with a a, a UK based talk show host, right? And he has his own satellite uplink. They're gonna shoot an he, interview. He also has his own studio. Yes, yes, inside he does. of his home. With a sassy dog and robot. So, um, Alf then, meanwhile, name checks uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg and Gerard Depardieu. Oh, yeah. As he's getting makeup we on. We learned that. From, with, ladies don't like the big noses. We learned that from the films of Gerard Depardieu. Do you get it? Do you, do I get, you it. get it? Martin Sheen, General Martin Sheen shows up to the uh, the the diner because they trace the phone call right. and he arrests Mulliken. Mulliken says that he called him on purpose. He called him on. Yeah. He called every. Uh, yeah. yeah. I knew oh, you'd be yeah, here. Yeah, I, I, I got you guys all figured out. He says that um, he he called him on purpose because he wants to deal. Yeah. He wants to. He's going to show them where Alf is, but he wants to make sure that Hill and and Alf are not harmed. Right. And uh, General Martin Sheen's like, sure, yeah, fuck it, whatever you want, yeah, man. man, yeah, you, you're the you, boss. You want to be the president? <laughs> I'll, I'll let you be the president too. You're, you're the boss. Yeah. So, um, meanwhile, Hill figures out that Operation Payback isn't something. It, it's, it is something dumb. She figures out that Operation Payback through happenstance. No, this is weird. This is weird. She comes in to talk to um, uh, Miguel Ferrer. Yeah. And she's like, what is Operation Payback? I was I heard a conversation with two of your associates outside right. that said that they knew something about Operation Payback. Is she lying? No. Or that's what, is there that's a what scene? happened. Two people are talking. Two of his assistants are talking. And they're like, Project Payback is going to be great. Yeah. We're all going to make money. Yeah. And then she hears this and then walks in. Oh, I must have blanked on this. It's not shown, this. but I'm oh, saying oh, that's oh, what happened. <laughs> yes, she specifically mentions it. So either she's lying because Mulliken mentioned it. But he didn't because he disappears in the middle of the night. But she, he has a conversation with her saying there was something weird on his computer screen. Yeah. Or we that scene was shot and then not aired. Or maybe it wasn't shot, wasn't well, written, aired. <laughs> and they were like, there's a card Fuck on the it. board, but it, it got lost oh, in the shuffle no. under Alf and Strip Club. Oh, we spent so much time on that Strip Club scene. So Miguel Ferrer then breaks down completely, and he's like, well, Operation Payback is going to be really cool. We're going to have to lock you in a room. Basically, what they want to do is they want to sell Alf to the highest bidder. Right. So they can do whatever they want with Alf. Which, at least in Jurassic world lost kingdom mm -hmm. like ingen owns those dinosaurs when they're auctioning them yeah this guy doesn't own alf 
if a horse wanders into your house and you're like, who owns who owns that boat? I'm gonna auction off this horse. Well, it's it's in your yard. Who owns that boat? No, it's mine. Alf gets spooked about going on this interview, not because I I don't think that because he's um, worried that it's some kind of trap. No, he's just Alf has no idea what the fuck is going on. He has no idea what's going on. He decides to lock himself in the bathroom because he uh, is worried about the way he's going to look. Right. And uh, the assistant Nina has to try and convince him to come out of the bathroom, but she doesn't. She just bangs on she the door. She just bangs on the door. So the interview goes live, and uh, Miguel Ferrer has to like fill for time because they can't get out front of the fucking pot. Right. right. Meanwhile, the United States government shows up with General Martin Sheen, and he just he says, "You've been canceled." Right. And he, like cancels the feed. Fucking pulls a bunch of wires. He should have shot it with a gun. That's what he should have done. Should have shot him. Should, no, not not Miguel. For, I'm saying the no. Console. He should have shot him. He's in the control room yeah. and he like shoots the director and then just the director <laughs> falls onto the yeah yeah. It's an auto camera and it he like falls on the control of the camera then zooms into Miguel Ferrer. Oh, and, and then gets, that crashes into him and kills him. Yes, yeah, exactly. that's good. <laughs> This good stuff. I like this movie. The general, the United States government breaks into the bathroom. They get Alf. They capture Alf. They capture Hill. And Mulliken talks to uh, um, Martin Sheen, who it turns out wasn't going to. He's, he's, he's a flip flopper. He can't him. trust him. Mulliken reveals that he still has the turns doctor. Turns out the now. guy that's been chasing us and wanted to kill our friend at the beginning isn't trustworthy. Still a dickhead. Mulliken pulls out the note about the, uh, the serum and he says, well, why did why did you sign for this? You were going to kill Alf in the first place. And he says, well, I didn't sign for that. That's my second-in-command signature. And they're in the room where right. the fucking computer is, right. so Mulliken sits on the keyboard so it gets recorded right. because Miguel Ferrer was so so kind of them to point to out that there was a recording. There's a way to record everything. So he, um, he does that, and uh, then Martin Sheen decides to burn the prescription notice anyway. Right. And he's like, everyone's going to get court-martialed. Alf's going to get killed. <laughs> I'm going to become the president. Right. And in 1996, they're thinking, there's no way. There's no, there's way. no way. Well, there's he does no become way. president. He does. On the West Wing this fall. There's no there's no way a scumbag of that caliber would ever become president. Right. I mean, that's crazy. It's crazy as a... Alien from Melmac showing up. And, and especially since they got it on tape. Right. I mean, you no, can't say that type of thing and become president. You're going to have records of it right. and then people are going to still vote for this guy? No. 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 Miguel, uh, Martin Sheen is celebrating with uh, his, his boss from the uh, Alien Task Force that they've recaptured Alf and they've got the people that stole him. And uh, the second in command comes in with a VHS tape and says, I have something I would like you to see. Right. And it's the security camera footage because basically he was going to be implicated in the whole thing. Right. So, so he's he, so he decided to flip. This is so weird. I don't understand. If you have a live broadcast, how do you not then like press the button that goes to that camera and then it's broadcast well, live? Well, they're in the booth. I, I, there's so many like the, the trope, the satisfying trope would have been that as opposed yep. to how did he get this tape guy shows up all of a how sudden, did he like, know i have a i have a shitty tape to show you pop Play. it into a vcr there Deal it is with it. and the bot the boss is like what so then they reconvene the alien task force back at edmund's air force base 
and they give Hill and Mulligan commendations for yes. some reason. And they tell them to get married or something. And then Alf has a gavel, and he hits oh, Mulligan with the, the gavel with the hand. And then they say, where did you get that gavel? And he says, I got it from Judge Ito. That's how you end it. And that's the end of Project that's Alf. Project Alf. The tale has been told. Now it can be told. Mark. What did you think of Project Alf? Andrew, I hated this. Oh, no. I hated you for making me watch it. Oh, no. I think that there is something so bad about comedy tv movie comedies well it's 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 hard to do it's hard to be funny and the the, the thing that i i wanted to discuss here is i don't understand watching this cuz the reason that we picked this movie is because alf in in august of this year warner brothers had there had been reports that Warner Brothers was interested in doing an ALF reboot. Right. That they, that Variety had reported this. I don't think Warner Brothers said it's anything official, but they were in talks to do some kind of ALF reboot with that property. Now, ALF came out in 1986, aired to 1990. Right. Here we are in 2018, and we're still talking about fucking ALF. ALF. So my question to you is... What about this property? Having seen episodes of of the show from 86 to 90. Now, here's this TV movie in 96. Alf had uh, he his own show Is it on just, TV. He had, he had a 2007 talk, talk show, show on TV Land after right. TV Land bought the rights to Alf. It's like, it's kitschy, I guess, because you're like, yes. it's a sassy talking alien. But what is it about Alf? That somehow allows it to continually show up in the zeitgeist and the pop culture every so often. What I versus something like Small Wonder or Out of This World. Max Headroom. Sure. Max Headroom is almost exactly the same. Where it's this huge it's this huge deal for it's a basically this like UK company had developed this idea that, oh, he's a computer-generated, AI-driven talk show host. Yes. And he hosted music videos. And it did big numbers for Channel 4 in the UK. Cinemax decided to give him his own talk show in, like, 1982, mm-hmm. where guests would come on, and they would talk to that giant to a giant screen that had the actor portraying Max Headroom, and they would do the skips. It was the and, neighbor from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes, it was uh, the Lawnmower Man, the voice of the Pink Panther from the cartoon The Pink Panther. He's the, he's in Lawnmower Man. I think he's in Lawnmower Man. I'm pretty confident of that. Okay. Uh, and uh, so here's this, and then and then. They gave him a ABC gave him a TV show. Yes, that was a drama that yes. he was like a detective. Yes, uh, that was investigating like cyber crimes. Yes, he was a future detective. And w- then like 1987 rolls around, he's the face of New Coke. And 87, 88 rolls around, and then nothing. Right, we're done it's with you. It's done. 
even though it's a cooler idea than a sassy, sarcastic talking robot that like alien that. Uh, yes, you're right. Uh, sassy, uh, sassy talking alien. Small wonder was a sassy talking robot. Correct. That, uh, You've got an AI-driven talk show host, and it's like obviously they didn't have the 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 resources, the computer resources to actually make that. But that idea is inherently interesting because they can do that now. That you can you can basically sure. program some kind of text-to-speech bot to potentially do something oh, like so that. So you're saying okay, <laughs> so you're saying Watson instead of winning Jeopardy. Should be, should be talking to, to Maria Sharapova. Yes, yes, and and then like in the dramas as well, uh, the pilot of the Max Headroom show on ABC, he's investigating a crime about people's heads blowing up because they are putting in blipverts, which okay. are advertisements that are so small and compact that but your brain just that your brain up. your brain blows up. Okay, so. An interesting inherent. It's it's fascinating. It's more fascinating than sassy talking robot, sassy talking alien. alien. But here we are now in 2018. We talked about this fucking movie, which was bad, mind you, terrible. And other than the fact that you name drop a bunch of pop culture references every once in a while and say Mary and Barry, right? Like structure, joke, gag telling wise, you're like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. He pops up behind a thing and he's like. Yo, who's got any cats? Melmac, Jeffrey Katzenberg. Any chance I could get a cappuccino? Yes, I, it's like, if it were now, he would say, is there any chance I could get a kombucha? Yeah. And you're like, is that a joke? I don't know. He's an alien and he wants kombucha. Ultimately, what I'm saying is that I hate the fact that we're still talking about apparently so devoid of ideas that we can go back to this well and good on paul fusco for continually making sure that this product not character but this product right is still relevant and i don't know if it's i i'm confident that it's probably him involved in these discussions there's yes. no i no i think he called variety and said hey fox is interested at, at no point and they're like really and he's like yeah at no point is, is, there, is there an executive that's constantly like, "Give me that Alf." We need Alf. We need Alf. Like people remember it because it's a it was a big deal in the eighties. But I we just, were it it, ex- I it exists in the zeitgeist. Don't get it. it I exists. don't get it. It here's why it exists. It was big for a period of the eighties. Uh huh. But while it was big, people still hated it. Ah. So people. So you had it on both sides. You had people who le- legitimately liked it. And people who are like, this is the dumbest piece of shit. Why is this around? Mm-hmm. And then the merchandising kicked in, and which they reference in the movie. Like, Alf is like, once I'm famous, there's going to be plush toys about me everywhere. You won't be able to ignore it. And there were. And there were. Yes. So they referenced that. So the, the toys were everywhere. Kids wanted these weird plushies. You could get them with every box of cereal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then, once everybody was sick of it... Everybody loved making fun of Alf to be like, oh, yeah, I hated Alf when Alf was around, too. Even though it was only half the demographic was saying, no, this show sucks. This is a big pile of shit. But there's still people like people are still purchasing it. They're still watching it. They're still buying it enough so that we're watching it. Well, we didn't pay. We were paying money to complain about it. Yes. 
But ABC paid money to the producers, the writers, the lighters, because, the yeah, G yes. and E, the uh, the the grip, the the truck drivers, every the actors, everybody to tell this ninety minute story that is bad, terrible. Like we sat here for five minutes and came up with a zanier, crazier solution to a completely dull fucking scene. Right. And if you gave us twenty four hours, maybe we could crank something out that is like somewhat better so what we're saying is david fusco if the rumors paul fusco Fusco, if you want to give us a call i have a lot of great ideas for alf i'm thinking maybe most of mine involve alf in a strip maybe he gets a cell phone alf goes to a bordello what if there's an alf app alf an alp goes if you will goes on squirt They said they were looking for young, hairy men. And Andrew and I are, are a package deal, FYI. So if you want one of us, you get both of us, all right? And we feel very strongly we, that's, about that's a very, that's <laughs> That is non-negotiable. That's going to do it for Project Elf. But next time, Mark. Next time, Andrew. What we, do you got for we us? We are watching this. Of all the horror stories ever told... One towers above them all. The original masterpiece of the macabre. The undeniable terror of Bram Stoker's Dracula. spreads its shadow of darkness across Europe to Victorian England. A terrifying love story that reaches back into the dead past. A nightmare that stalks through the centuries to embrace the living. Can't you at least tell me something? If the cause of your fiancé's affliction is what I think it is, then beside it, the most venomous serpent in the world would seem a plaything for children. That's right. It is 1973 slash 1974's Don Curtis's Dracula. Okay. Airing on CBS and starring Jack Palance. As Dracula. Finally. A lot of incredible information behind this movie. Uh, It's it's supposed to be a a, a really good one. But uh, as we head even to even scarier heights here in October. Yeah, you're really trying to scare the wits out of me this Halloween. It's on Amazon Prime if you uh, have access to it. Sometimes also referred to as just Dracula. And uh, sometimes referred to as the original Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's 1974's. Don Curtis's Dracula. That's for next time here on TV Movie Night. Again, you can always follow us, subscribe to us on iTunes and or Stitcher. 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 You can email us at tvmovienightpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us on soundcloud.com forward slash 
TV Movie Night Podcast. So condensed. You know, I talked to the Just, SEO yeah. wags, and they were like, it's too long. I was like, you guys don't know what yeah. the fuck you're talking about. Search engine this. I grabbed, I was going for A my podcast. junk, but no. I grabbed my knee. I <laughs> tore my ACL in the process, right. so that's why I've got this big, huge contraption yeah. in front of you. Mark, is there anything else? Have a great Halloween with us keep watching the, the skies sky. I, I, didn't have anything. I didn't have anything all right bye yo anyone got a cat i got it from judge ito borrowed it from judge reinhold oh, see that's a better that's joke that's better that's good that's and then better... said, he's not even a judge and then that's the free that's god damn it